0: Welcome to the Wiser Roundtable, where we believe the best investment advice is free of all conflicts. I'm Brad Lyons, and with me today is Matthews Barnett. Hi, Matthews. How's it going? Going well, thank you. You know, last week we started on a new series called The Following the Five Steps to Have Financial Success in Retirement. This is a document that was written by Matthews. Matthews, this is a great job. Uh, we're going to use this throughout the next five weeks and go through each one in great detail. Last week we went through all five on just kind of a summary basis. This document is available to you, to our listeners, on our website at wiserinvestor.com. Scroll to the bottom, put in your email address, and we will send it to you. So last week we went through the five steps, and they are Managing cash flows. Two, building and maintaining cash reserves. Three, maintaining investment discipline. Four, avoid carrying debt. And five, maximizing your social security. And today we're going to go over managing cash flows in great detail. This is such a huge part of planning for retirement. People often overlook this part, which is ironic because we think it's one of the most important things. Retirement income is all about cash flows in retirement. It's no different than cash flows during our working years, but the cash flows during our working years are earned. And we have kind of an idea of how much they're going to be because we have either our set salary or for people who are on commission, you still have an idea of what, you know, that you can project your year out and know what your income is going to be. But in retirement, it's a little bit different. You're planning your own income. And so that income is really... In the form of a cash flow. Matthews?
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, the retirement success comes down to understanding your cash flow you know most people don't like to like the word budget as we mentioned in the past and we're not necessarily necessarily telling people how they need to be living but you do need to understand what your goals are from a cash flow standpoint the way to look at that would be you know your essential daily expenses like food clothing shelter transportation we'll go over in more detail but as I mentioned you know we want the mortgage paid off so that frees up an additional couple thousand dollars for most people's budget so it's really just those everyday necessary items of just getting through life enjoying themselves uh, and then you need to look at also besides those just discretionary items like do you plan to travel do you plan to have other hobbies in retirement so there's additional cash flow needs above the necessary items Uh, And then also, as we mentioned, you know, healthcare expenses, you need to plan for healthcare expenses as well. When I was writing this article, the biggest thing also that we see with clients of uh, different age groups, as well as, um, you know, incomes is it's not necessarily what your nest egg is. A lot of times you hear, you know, how much do I need to have saved by retirement?
0: You know, there's that commercial out there that says, what's your number? Right. You know, it's interesting, it's catchy, but it's really not as important as they're trying to make it out, is it? Exactly. So, I mean,
1: obviously it's important the fact that the more money you have saved up, the more that you could possibly live on. But that doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to live successful retirement based on that number it really comes back to what you want to live on you know you see people with a million dollars that aren't able to reach the financial goals that they want in retirement you have other people that have you know less than a hundred thousand or so and people that are just happy to live on social security so it really depends on you know what are your goals in retirement from a living expense standpoint
0: yeah and, and what we're saying here is you know what's it going to cost us to retire Right, you know, so like you take a person who has a ten million dollar portfolio. Well, if they're going to spend a million dollars a year, well, they're going to have cash flows that are going the last ten years. Exactly. Right? So it, it, you're right that it, it's really not the the number. It's not the nest egg. It's it's how much you're going to need and how much your portfolio can produce outside all the other income streams that we'll talk about here in a few minutes. But growing that nest egg is a planned event. Okay. Throughout our working years, we're trying to grow that nest egg so that we can have a sum of money that will produce cash flows for us in in retirement. And that's part of our retirement success is uh, having cash flows that are sufficient to pay for the everyday expenses that we're going to have in a happy, healthy retirement. That's right. You, you hear the uh, the rule of thumb
1: that, you know, you need to plan for about 80 to 85% of your pre-retirement cash flows. Um, that's just a rule of thumb. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's really up to the individual client. But it does take time to plan before retirement on what that number looks like and thinking about what your retirement looks like like I said, with your hobbies and traveling and and what that that looks like, because you have to plan up to that. It's not something you can do right before retirement.
0: That's right. And then when we reach retirement and we're ready to move on to that next station in life, we have what we have and it's maximizing it or optimizing it is another word, that income in retirement so that we can have the fullest retirement that we can. And as we say around here, how can we live our best life at that point in time? That's right. Okay and there are other things to consider so matthews you had mentioned several things on the expense side we want to talk a little bit about the income side and then we want to talk a little bit about how the environment affects those income streams the environment being the economy inflation and some other factors so why don't we go ahead and get started what are some of the other income streams that you know that we should look at and calculate into our cash flows yeah just real quick to touch on what you're discussing
1: with inflation i think that's where a lot of people get into trouble is when they say they calculate what their current uh, needs are and they don't think about you know a 30-year retirement how inflation can eat into that so-called number or their living expense number we like to uh, increase their living expenses annually at 2.25 percent right now just keep up with inflation costs as well as outside of that you need to plan for healthcare expenses that's another part that people don't plan on is the, the fact that healthcare costs are increasing about over 5% per year.
0: Right, because inflation isn't, you know, an even number. So there are certain things that go up faster than others, and healthcare is certainly one of those.
1: That's right. It can be a, a big shock to people to think that uh, a couple's age 65 through retirement right now, it's projected that you'll spend about $295,000 out of pocket over your retirement.
0: That's a lot of money.
1: It is. So it's something that you need to plan for, and as we discussed as well, that's just for everyday healthcare. That doesn't even go into long-term care expenses on top of that. So when you're just planning for your living lifestyle and not thinking later in life when healthcare costs start to go up, uh, it's something that you need to plan for.
0: So 2.25 sounds kind of low. And historically it has been, but in the last recent years, 10, 15 years, we've averaged around one and a half to 1.6%. Now it's a little higher than that today as the time of this podcast. But if you look at even a 2% increase year over year and you consider was something called a a mathematical anomaly called the rule of 72 you've heard of that matthews yeah where if you take any given interest rate and divide it into 72 it gives you the number of years it takes for money to double at that interest rate so at just two percent to make the math easy in 36 years we're looking at the price of goods and services that we're buying today being twice as much and if we're like you said we're planning for a 30-year retirement we're looking at having you know an increasing cost of a, of our retirement throughout those 30 years we have to have a stream of income or cash flow that meets those demands too doesn't it
1: that's right and, and as we talked about before you know there's kind of what's called the go-go the slow go and the no-go years <laughs> uh, you know right at retirement um the cash flows might be a little different you might spend more on travel and spending time with family and friends and then well, you're celebrating you're exactly. celebrating
0: a lifelong career you know, for for both of you, you know, and you wanna get out and do the things that you never had time for while you were in your working years.
1: Right, that might be international, that may be big trips around the US, Uh, but then those start to fade and they're closer to home. And then uh, as we mentioned before, it's just later in life, uh, those healthcare expenses become a a bigger part of things and that needs to be planned for as well.
0: Exactly. And all that can be done through, you know, different software programs, different ways to consider, you know, how the income and cash flows are needed you know, throughout a 30 year period. Cause it's really, and, and what we say right here also is that life is not a linear event. You can't just put this onto an Excel spreadsheet and then inflate it, you know, at, you know the income at, at 2% a year and, and you're all done, you know cause expenses aren't like that.
1: And lifestyle changes, goals change, the environment changes, you know, if inflation goes higher, then we'll uh, calculate that and project that out in the future. So as we always say, it's, you know it's a blueprint where we are today, where we're trying to go but that can be updated annually and should be at least annually.
0: Well, these cash flows that we're talking about in retirement are supported by different sources of income. And the different sources we consider to be secure sources or less secure sources. What are some of the secure sources that, you know, people may have available to them and should consider?
1: Yeah. So if you've been working, most clients obviously have some type of social security. So for a couple, both will have social security. They might've both worked, so they'd have their own, or one would be on spousal benefits being half of the other social security. So you usually have uh, social security uh, as well as you uh, used to see a lot of pensions. You don't really see those as much anymore, except for people really, um, you know, through uh, that four 3B plans, uh, like a, a teacher or something like that. Right, so
0: we see that more in the public markets, right. you know, that, than we do in the private markets anymore. And maximizing social security is the fifth, you know, key to financial success. So we're gonna go much greater depth into that, but it's certainly something that, you know, you wanna take a look at and consider within the realm of all your cash flows. One of the things that you and I want to talk about today and make sure that our listeners understand is that each one of the decisions about cash flows that you and I will talk about are not to be made independently. They're to to be made in consideration of all the other cash flows relative to your necessary required rate of income throughout retirement. So maximizing Social Security... Is one of the secure sources of income and we want to make sure that we're maximizing it at the same time
1: that's right and, and unfortunately it used to be that you worked till your work, later working years you retired you had a pension and you were good to go unfortunately that's not the case any longer if you don't have a pension social security is not going to cut it for most families so you need to supplement that uh, and where that comes from is during your working years having some type of retirement plan uh, whether it be a 401k a 403b uh, some type of traditional IRA, Roth IRA and uh, as well as some type of maybe after tax uh, brokerage account as well.
0: Right. And other sources are people have may have annuities. That they've purchased throughout their their lives so they that can be annuitized and it can be a secure source of income as well brokerage accounts bank accounts rentals that they may have in real estate rental income rental income as
1: well as long as the mortgage that's why we usually looking at mortgages paying off so that you're you know you're net positive on those and
0: exactly and not kind of a wash there so the the amount that's needed to produce the cash flow that's required minus the secure sources, which are your social security, pension, annuities, minus that, you know, that equals the amount that has to be produced from other sources such as portfolio income.
1: That's right. So for those listeners are uh, reading the, uh, the white paper we did, we had an example of how this would look for a client. We have yearly uh, expenses of a client that basic living would be $31,000 a year. Healthcare expenses would be $11,000 a year. And just overall lifestyle like uh, travel and things like that would be $40,000 a year so their overall current uh, expense uh, need was about $81,000 a year now in order to supplement that they have certain guaranteed income sources like social security so this is a couple uh, one couple would receive $25,000 the other uh, person would be receiving $21,000 Uh, and they also for this example have a pension of $15,000 so their overall yearly expense need is $81,000 their guaranteed income sources are $61,000 so for this client they actually have about a $20,000 retirement gap or retirement shortfall that would need to be uh, supplemented from their other investment assets
0: so then it becomes a matter of how do we create and construct a portfolio that produces that required rate of return that can support these cash flows throughout retirement. So here you've shown in the same example where the the couple has a 401k valued at $325,000. They have a Roth IRA of $150,000. They have a traditional IRA of $380,000. And they have a joint brokerage account that they've accumulated in savings of $120,000. For a total of 975000 And it's interesting that here we're, we're looking at an example here, which is a little less than a million dollars. So we're not saying you have to be a multi-millionaire to have a satisfying retirement and, and good retirement. We're looking at you know an $81,000 cash flow need, having a portfolio of $975,000. You have secure sources of income of 61000 So as you said, we're going to have a cash flow gap. Of $20,000 so the portfolio has to be constructed in such a way that it can produce these cash flows of $20,000 a year increasing at least as the rate of inflation in order to offset that and it has to be constructed in such a way that it doesn't take on any more risk than is necessary because the volatility in the markets it can't be really sustained you know if you have too much invested in risky assets all right so it's a matter of then matching the required rate of return to the investment assets, producing that income year after year after year to make up the shortfall.
1: And I think this is why it's important that during your working years, you plan to build up that nest egg. I know we said the nest egg is not the biggest thing, but it does help supplement the cash flows in retirement for your everyday needs. There was a study that Charles Schwab did of a thousand other 401 k participants uh, and the Americans believe that they needed $1.7 million to retire during their working years. Unfortunately, Fidelity studies showed that from age 60 to 69, participants actually only have about $195,000 in their 401k. So although they think they need 1.7, the actually average was less than $200,000. So there's a big discrepancy on how clients are able to get there. Uh, Also think that people realize that, although in our case, we just mentioned $900,000, sounds like a lot of money and it it is a lot of money. But uh, when you look at it from a cash flow standpoint, for a retired couple in a balanced portfolio, kind of the rule of thumb is about $250,000 will supply about $1,000 a month in income. So when you're trying to supplement social security sources, having a bigger nest egg does help to live your lifestyle. And and sometimes it does take a lot of money to help supplement that.
0: Yeah. So we're looking at you know trying to produce enough income here that from a, a total return basis okay income can be received in a portfolio in many ways there's capital gains there's dividends bond interest Now, bond interest obviously is, is very low these days but again we're looking over a 30-year period and expecting the that these different asset classes will produce the required returns over the longer period. The idea is to create and construct a portfolio that makes sense. It makes sense to the investor. It matches the plan. It produces the income that's needed year after year after year. We think that uh, one of the best ways to do this is, of course, many of us, you've heard talk about, you know, using index funds. Index funds are a great way to get exposure to the asset class, to the different sectors in the economy at a very, very low cost
1: that's right the index funds definitely help supplement that um we mentioned the withdrawal strategies there Uh, a lot of clients might have also heard the uh the four percent rule um that's been very popular that was created in the 90s by uh william bangin and what that strategy was he was saying with that nest egg to supplement your retirement you would be able to withdraw four percent a year plus inflation throughout your retirement years while that might stand and and might work uh, as we've mentioned before uh, it really comes down to what your living expenses are through retirement and trying to supplement that, which is also why we look at what we call a Monte Carlo simulation, where we're running a thousand trials of stock and bond returns in order to get the client's highest probability of success towards reaching those living expense goals.
0: Twice now we've used this idea of rule of thumb and rule of thumbs are great because what they do is they, as your accumulation in the accumulation phase, it kind of gives you an idea of how much you should be saving. Right. how, How should you invest? But once you actually get right down to the life event that's occurring, such as retirement, or college you know payments or, or or whatever the case may be you want greater certainty than that yeah okay y-
1: you need a plan like you said you know you got a million dollars what do you do with it that it's not going to help supplement your retirement if you don't have a plan for it
0: that's right you know in retirement one of the things that we counsel all of our clients on here is to have a a reserve of money in your portfolio in order to meet those cash flows for at least the next two years. And the reason being is because the volatility in the marketplace that can occur from time to time, and we certainly saw this last year with, with COVID, that we, we do not wanna be withdrawing money from assets at the same time that those assets may be declining in value. So by having a cash bucket, which is a term that we use here, of at least two years of expenses from the portfolio that we can draw upon to create that stream of income to match the, income gap that we talked about having that available allows the portfolio to withstand the ups and downs in the marketplace you know for at least a two-year period and that has worked very well and it has given our clients a lot of peace of mind you know especially last year when we saw those declines
1: yeah i think that goes back to behavioral finance too helping people control their emotions so they aren't trying to withdraw from the portfolio of the principal of the portfolio when the market's down Uh, And that goes back to what's called sequence of return risk, which can be a a big issue for clients, especially in their first few years of retirement.
0: Right. Now, it's interesting that, you know, you know, we talked a little bit right there about it, having investing discipline, which is number three topic on our list here. So, as I mentioned earlier, each one of the decisions that are made and each description that we're going into here is... You know, dependent upon each other, all the other five. These are not independent decisions that are made. We want to maximize and optimize Social Security. We want to have good investment discipline. We want to have a cash reserve. All these things, you know, are contributing to our retirement success, but all have to be considered in that decision-making that goes into a financial plan.
1: That's right. They're not all independent of each other. They all uh, are important process of the retirement planning and it's important to look at the overall picture not just each individual asset as well as, you know, other income source
0: so next week we're going to talk about building and maintaining cash reserves that's number two a little bit of preview on that perhaps matthews
1: yeah so we, we've kind of touched base on that you know building and ca- maintaining cash reserves are, are very important we'll touch base on it next week but uh you know usually for pre-retirees we like to have three to six months of expenses and, and immediate liquid cash reserves however in retirement that's a little bit uh, different picture uh, and i know brad you can touch base on this a little bit more especially next week uh, in more detail with this but Making sure that we have that cash reserve within the portfolio for those clients so that they're able to withdraw from that safely, providing them peace of mind without having to go into the principle of their portfolios.
0: So, for having financial success in retirement, Matthews has written this Follow these five steps to have financial success in retirement. It's available to our listeners on our website at wiserinvestor.com. Scroll to the bottom of the web page, enter your email address, and We will send you this document where we're going to go over the five steps to financial success covered today was managing cash flows. Next week, we're going to go talk about build and maintain cash reserves, followed by maintain investing discipline, avoid carrying debt, and we'll finish up with maximizing and optimizing your Social Security. Matthews, great conversation today. Look forward to our conversation next week on maintaining and building cash reserves.
1: Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wiser Roundtable podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. That way you don't miss out on new episodes. Head to wiserinvestor.com and reach out if you have any questions. We would love to hear from you. Today's episode was produced and edited by Lilton Moore.